You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Aging Starts Now. I'm Patty Bedwell, one of the Elder Care Coordinators at Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law. Joining me is my fellow Elder Care Coordinator, Deborah King. Today we are speaking about what to do when you hit a wall with your doctor. Either your doctor is being dismissive, isn't providing you with a workable solution, or perhaps he needs to refer you to a neurologist. So, Deb, let's talk about that for a little bit. If you're caring for a loved one with advancing memory issues, you go to your PCP and they tell you that it's nothing more than general aging. Is that when you should request a referral and would it be to a neurologist? Um, I I think the family often knows more about what is going on with the person than a 10-minute doctor visit. And often we hear um, that the person with the memory problems can mask it fairly well for a doctor or the doctor has a long-standing relationship and isn't seeing those changes. So absolutely, if you have concerns, you want to seek out a specialist, um, a neurologist or a geriatrician are two specialists that come to mind that can help you nail down what is going on with the memory concerns. Um, I think what most people don't realize and is important to remember is that some memory concerns are normal aging. Some memory concerns are related to physiological problems that can be treated and those need to be evaluated. And then others are related to the dementias and it's helpful to have that diagnosis so you can begin planning and know what your trajectory is going to be. Well, um, Deb, can you tell us why would I, uh, what's the difference between a neurologist and a, a geriatric psychologist or psychiatrist? What, which would I know? How would I know what referral I would need? That, that's a good question. And a lot of it depends on where you're at because um, some of these specialties don't exist in the outlying rural areas. Um, oftentimes you have to go either to a, a major medical center or a teaching hospital or to a a metropolitan area where these specialists practice. Um, So there's several different types of specialties. Um, Medicine is just getting more and more specialized, but that's a good thing um, when you have specific needs. So your primary care physician kind of oversees everything um, from head to toe, inside, outside. Um, A geriatrician is kind of the opposite of a pediatrician in that the geriatrician specializes in those health issues related to the elderly, Um, that there are problems that occur because one is aging or older, and the geriatrician can help put those in perspective. There are not a lot of... uh, 
certified geriatricians around, but you can find them and they can be helpful managing those ongoing chronic problems. Um, a neurologist focuses on um, the neurovascular system. So oftentimes you go to a neurologist um, to make sure there's not anything physiologically wrong. They can help look at your symptoms and determine what might be causing those. And those symptoms can include memory loss. They can include short-term memory problems. They can include uh, tremors and, and gait analysis and things that can help pinpoint what actually is causing the symptoms that you're worried about. Um, neurologists can be difficult to get into in this area. Um, they do tend to stay booked up, but they would run a lot of physiological tests to try and figure out what's going on with the person. And then you have your um, geriatric psychologist and geriatric psychiatrist. Um, and differentiating those, a psychiatrist is an MD, a medical doctor who specializes in training of the, the brain and the head. Um, and a geriatric psychiatrist specializes in those issues related to aging. You'll often find those physicians associated with um, psychiatric hospitals or mental health facilities, especially where they have a specialized geriatric unit. Um, those doctors are difficult to get into as well. There's a shorter supply than there is a demand. Um, but if you can get in to see them, they can help deal, help you deal with symptoms um, and help with those drugs that do treat memory problems. And also they can help with the drugs that can help with some of the symptoms like the sleeplessness, uh, getting your days and nights mixed up. Um, sometimes people have um, aggressive behaviors or wandering behaviors or emotional behaviors that need to be addressed. So your geriatric psychiatrist can help with those. I think when you're early diagnosed or even before you're diagnosed, they often recommend getting a baseline psychological testing panel. And that's where your geriatric psychologist comes in. They are not an MD, but often have a PhD. So they are a doctor of um, psychology. And they are the ones who can evaluate um, your brain. They run a series of tests. It's pretty demanding. I think it takes two or three hours. And they look at things like intelligence, emotional stability, mental health diagnoses, um, social functioning, functional status, um, as well as the underlying physiological issues in common problems. They look at well, you know, what's your educational basis? Because someone with a sixth grade education and someone with a master's degree may present differently, and that needs to be taken into consideration when they're doing this testing. But they can run a series of tests and come up with an evaluation and recommendations as far as where they think your symptoms are coming from. And often they will make recommendations back to the geriatric psychiatrist or the neurologist um, regarding their input into the whole picture of what's going on. 
very complicated answer, but um, I think it's important for people to understand all the different specialties and how they all are different but can all work together. So, so if we decide that we do need a referral, maybe we, we do need to go see a neurologist or, you know, uh, have a baseline done or something like that. Um, can you tell us if, if my doctor is saying that, oh, this is just normal aging, how do I go about getting a referral from him to go see that other specialist? Or do I, do I actually need a referral? That probably is driven by insurance. Um, If you're under traditional Medicare with a supplement or you have employer-based insurance that doesn't require a referral, you can contact those physicians directly and try and get an appointment. Um, I think you're more likely to get an appointment with a a PCP referral or a referral from another physician um, because they can pinpoint what the issues are and send the prior medical information, any tests that have been done um, to the specialist. So it's, it's one of those, it depends. Um, I think the other piece of that is finding the physicians. Um, as I said, my experience with our clients here at Take Us McGinnis Elder Care Law has been, it's difficult to get appointments with these physicians. Um, they're booked out three, four, five months in advance. And while you're the family member or the patient feeling like I need to get this evaluated, you're, you're up against the wall because you can't get that appointment. So um, it's always important to be on the lookout. I think referrals from friends that are in the same situation or other providers. And I think also with your primary care physician's office, um, that sometimes making friends with the doctor's nurse or the front office people can often help facilitate those referrals or prior authorizations if something is needed. So um, I, I usually tell people that it is difficult to get in to see a physician. And if the loved one doesn't give you permission to go back to the exam room, you may not even see the physician for your mom or dad or husband. Um So it's important to make friends with the nurse or the staff to get the records that you need and um, help those referrals get made appropriately and in a timely manner. Wow. Um, That all sounds great. Um, So I know these services, a lot of them are available in the metro area. But what about for uh, people that live in the more rural areas? Are there community resources that they can look to for assistance? Do you um, know anything about that? Oh, absolutely. I think there's several, all encom- not all encompassing, but um, programs that can help you um, no matter where you live. Um, the Alzheimer's Association or the um, Alzheimer's Tennessee has a lot of online resources and they also have resources in the office that can help you understand what's going on um, and and they may have connections to some of the local services that can help you if you're needing transportation or daycare or um, other types of services. 
they also offer a variety of support groups and educational programs. Um, in your community, I would start with the Area Agency on Aging and Disability, or the AAAD as we like to call it. There's one that services every county in the state. It's a federal program, so you should be able to find it in, in the phone book or on your online. Um, they kind of coordinate, collaborate, and collect all of the services related to all problems related to aging and disability. So they can be a, a huge resource to you um, during this time. Um, and then also your local social services um, agencies. If you connect, um, there's a lot of placement agencies that also offer supportive services, um, sometimes just going to your local uh, assisted living or nursing home facility can provide you with some links to some outside resources, even if you're in the community. So seeking out those resources as best you can, um, because a lot of it is not so much about the diagnosis, um, the treatment for memory issues is very limited. So a lot of it is just dealing with the day-to-day hands-on care needs, um, taking care of yourself so that you can provide the care that's needed and, and knowing what's to come next, and dealing with that. Wow, Deb, thank you. That is a wealth of information. Um, and you know, we all know that we can count on our doctors or to turn to our doctors, but it's good to know there's other services available as well. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Take Us McGinnis is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Take Us McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.